So the language, when it comes to influence, the language of your ego is judgment. So if you find yourself judging the other person, putting labels on them, thinking things like, oh gosh, I can't believe, whatever. That is your ego talking. The language of your ego is judgment. The language of influence is curiosity. Uh, 322, for the song style. Imagine if every moment of every day was unscheduled, unknown, and uncertain. Where you had to choose between your life and the life of another. Where you were deployed somewhere in the world to face an unknown threat and an unseen enemy. This is the podcast designed to serve those who serve us. So join me as we unpack and uncover why we do what we do when we do it from life's most extreme moments. I'm your host, Jeff Fanman, and this is Mindset Radio. All right, welcome to your Monday morning episode. This is a recreation conversation with Cherie Alexander and I. Uh, we did a recording, uh, what did we do, a couple weeks ago, and unfortunately, uh, it just didn't come out. So we're going we're gonna to tackle this conversation this morning, get it back online, because today I believe there is such a critical level of tactical value that comes out of this conversation. So what I want you to know is that Cherie is truly, at least in my opinion, has become like the master of influence. I mean, she's known for bringing what we might consider to be like the dark arts of influence really into the light and making sense of it and giving us some real tools to accelerate our life, our job, our leadership, deal with the public, deal with the circumstances and the situations we find ourselves in. And listen, she has done a lot of intensive research. She's worked, she's dealt with and learned from uh, CIA operators to hostage negotiators, uh, con artists, interrogators, trials attorneys, mentalists, uh, undercover law enforcement agents, and well, even a few pickup artists here and there. And so I know her and her mission to really arm you with some highly valuable information, tools, techniques, tactics, and things to really accelerate your job. So Cherie, thank you for joining me again this morning. Happy to have another discussion, Jeff. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, it's like, it's like, we don't mind talking. We don't mind hopping on the phone and having conversations here and there. And we should have recorded like the 15 that we've had because they've all been <laughs> you know, really good. And, um, and we'll do our best to recreate, uh, kind of what we had, but I think it'll be a, just a really great conversation today, uh, with you. I, I want to start off and let's like, let's just start talking about influence, what it is, kind of what it's not, what the, you know, what the stigma is around it. And then kind of give me your view of how you have begun to really use it as a highly valuable tool. Sure, absolutely. So yeah, let's go ahead and clarify our terms when we say influence, because some people, not everybody, but in my experience, the majority of people tend to have a negative connotation to the word. They seem to have the reaction of, oh, so you're teaching people how to manipulate other people. Well, okay, let's clarify our terms here and, and be very clear as to our intentions behind the word influence. So one of my 
flagship articles on my site is called separating the four horsemen of influence and mm. in that i describe the difference between the different types of influential persuasive communication and those different types are coercion manipulation persuasion and influence so let's start with the worst of the worst and that is coercion coercion is when you are trying to get somebody to say something or do something under duress. You are either mm. psychologically threatening them by either threatening physical harm or threatening the safety of their loved ones. I mean, there's a wide variety of psychological threats. Sure. And and also the possibility of physical threat. So torture being an example of coercion. So let's assume that nobody listening is into that. Right. <laughs> yeah. <move on. laughs> yeah, or at least that's not the intention you're trying to create. Right. And, yeah. And I want to, I want to, I'm going to frame this a little bit because that's going to, I want you to, for the listening audience, I want you to listen with understanding like there is your core intention and then there is what's perceived out mm. there as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you think about, you're like, I think all of us would be like, no, I would never, that's not where the context I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. But I think what you'll hear in today's conversation is getting in the world of someone else a little bit and understanding kind of what they're perceiving or what might be going on in their mind as well. So sorry to interrupt, but no, I wanted to kind of create that because it's, it's important, I think, for us to understand that underpinning as we talk about these kind of different ways because you're right influence sometimes can be a little bit of a dirty word in some perspectives right and i really have the mission to hopefully clean off that dirt from yeah. the word influence because it's unnecessary it's absolutely unhelpful and it's holding too many people back from tapping into the power of language actually having some mastery and command over the words that we use because and this is going to be my overall philosophical, this is how we can find peace in the world type of uh, okay. point of view, yeah. is that language is uniquely human. And and yes, okay, we can say that maybe dolphins speak, but okay, we don't know for sure. But for sure, as human beings, we know our words are creating our reality uh, for ourselves and others. And it's through the mastery of our language that we are able to change minds that we are mm. able to change emotions we are able to change behaviors and the more we use influence to first understand the other person exactly what you were saying see their perspective and find connection points and give them logical and emotional stepping stones to get to our intended destination how wonderful could that be um, but because people yeah. are afraid of being manipulative, then they completely miss out and then their relationships aren't as strong or they're not as connected or they're not being able to lead the way that they hope or they're not able to manage a stressful situation to their full capabilities. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So so coercion is mm -hmm. is not influence. It, it is a, it's a, well, it's kind of the dirty form, right? Exactly. It, uh, exactly. Yeah. So it's a spectrum of influence and that's a super bad one. Okay. The, the still bad, but not as bad categorization is going to be manipulation and manipulation basically in, you know, simple terms is if after this interaction with you, 
the other person is made less than, then that is manipulative. If by the end of this influential intention, you are potentially harming them, either they feel like they are they haven't received the respect or they feel like you are degrading them or you are taking money away from them. Like a con artist would be manipulative. Right. Um, if they are made less than by the end of this, then you're being manipulative. If they need to go take a shower with a Brillo pad after having a conversation with you, something's probably <laughs> Exactly. Off. Exactly. Right. So that's where we get all of that, like ugly, uh, uh, stereotype of the used car salesman kind of a thing of like, Oh, I'm going to mm -hmm. get one over on you and I'm going to get you to pay more than what you really should kind of a thing. That's right. manipulation. Uh, no offense to any used car salesman out there. No, You're great human beings. You do great stuff, but it's just a stereotype. <laughs> so, um, and then that leaves us with persuasion and influence. Truth be told, I view these two terms to be interchangeable and neutral. So just as we've been talking about coercion can be influential, yeah, but it's bad influence. Mm -hmm. So my hope is that we can bring more positive connotation to positive persuasion, positive influence. In fact, a lot of my marketing materials for corporate trainings and workshops talk about positive persuasion. And that kind of annoys me that I have to put that adjective. <laughs> yeah. Just assume that. Um, and again, that's where I'm trying to bring the dark arts of influence into the light because there are people out there who are studying this, who are delving into the psychology of persuasion. Everything from, let's just say, skeezy ad agencies that are selling you products that are potentially harmful, they're delving into the psychology of persuasion all the sure. way to the, the run of the mill con artist that is screwing, you know, people out of their life savings. They're studying this. Why aren't you? So that way, one, you can arm yourself against those human beings. You can see those tactics more clearly, but also quite frankly, more importantly to me is so that you can use these techniques for positive conclusions. What we're talking about are tools. You can right. use a hammer to build a home and create shelter for a human being. You also can use a hammer as a weapon and bash somebody's head in. Is the hammer wrong? Is the hammer morally wrong? No, it's how it's being used and the intention you're using it with, which is what you were just alluding to a moment totally. ago. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the word neutral. I like how you classify persuasion and influence as neutral, right? Mm -hmm. I personally, rather than positive side, right? We don't, not everybody needs a trophy, not everybody needs a hug, mm -hmm. but being a neutral. Uh, and being able to operate from that place uh, leaves a lot of freedom in conversation. So I like that word. Thank you. Yeah, 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 I do too. And ultimately, our hope is, as people learning influence is, rather than the other person being made less than, sure, if we just keep maintain status quo, then and still achieve our influential goal, cool, that's influence. In a perfect world, by the end of these types of interactions, the other person is made better and you are made better and a situation is made better. And that's the type of influence that I get very excited about. Yeah. And I think that's really what I love about this conversation and, you know, what I really appreciate about you and how it's so relative. I mean, I know your world is really in entrepreneurs and businesses and uh, sales teams and, and mm -hmm. that side of life. 
but this is like this is a real skill set right and i mean this is the skill set that you develop and learn if you go to the long course right if you go uh, decide to be a case officer for the agency or mm -hmm. uh, you know as you if you're a law enforcement officer as you progress in your career as a detective etc like these are going to be tools that you might get at certain jobs but are relevant for everyone from the dispatcher to the firefighter to the ms provider to the you know street cop to the, like across the board uh these are so so important to understand and uh that's why i i think today's like I like getting tactical sometimes, you know, we do yeah, a lot on absolutely. the show with psychologists, et cetera. And we talk about inner work. This is a very much a, that balance of it and where it comes out into play and how you can influence the outcome of a situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause that's yeah. the, that's our mission day in and day out. It's really, it's really to influence the outcome of the situation and, and how we end up. And so, I think that's, you know, that's going to be an interesting thing. Now you described this kind of cool three-step process mm -hmm. of persuasion, right? Mm -hmm. that, that there's some fundamental there. Can we, can we dive into that a little bit today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So when people think of the word influence, they tend to think of a moment, the moment when that person said those words that led to that change. Mm -hmm that moment is quite literally the tip of the iceberg of the influential process that is all you're seeing as the result that's all that's above the surface for that particular situation so really influence is the last step of this three-step process hmm. um where most people go wrong is when they think that oh i need to be influential oh i'm walking into this leading this meeting with my leaders oh i need to um, calm down this situation that i'm walking into i need to be influential and their first question is what should i say because we think influence is what do i say when huh. the world's best influencers ask themselves a very different question and that question is what do i need to know what is the information I am seeking from this information that will, or from this situation that I can then use in order to accomplish my goal? So think of it this way. It's very different than if Sherlock Holmes walks into a crime scene, he doesn't automatically think, oh, what, what is the conclusion that I can draw right away? No, he walks into the crime scene and assesses the evidence, looks at the details to try to piece together a picture. That is what we are doing as influencers. We're looking for evidence, we're piecing together a picture, and then driving towards a conclusion. So hmm. that brings us to our first step of influence. And the first step is to first observe. What do I need to know? Observe. So we are asking ourselves, what do I need to know about this person? What is important to them? Um, what is the situation? What are the circumstances? What are the mechanics, the motivators? And I know that in our next interview, our more deep dive, I will go yeah. into the specific things to look for when you're in the observe phase. Yes. Um, but that is the first step that it's very important for people to realize. Again, I'm just having to debunk a lot of myths about influence. People tend to think influence is you pushing an idea on someone when really. Right influence is a dance the person hmm. you're influencing is your dance partner 
So you are going to follow their lead. They're going to follow your lead. Together, you are going to create art, which is why this isn't a step-by-step process. This is organic. Together, we are creating this situation. But in order for me to get you on board, I have to observe. I have to know you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense. I mean, I think it goes back to some of the fundamental things that, you know, repeat themselves through episodes and through what we talk about here. And in that observation standpoint, it is like gaining awareness. It's that willingness Mm -hmm. to kind of pause and collect my surroundings and actually see what's going on. And then the challenge most times comes like see that without bias, without assumption, without interference, if you will, like without static in it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. And when you can cleanly observe your the situation, the surroundings, the individuals, there's so much information there. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. like all the goodness that's there. And, and I always almost say, like, everything will tell you what it needs. Being present will lead you to the action you need to take. And that's why I love this, this first step, because it's like, you know, 60% of the, <laughs> the effort is just yeah. shut up and observe. Yeah, you, you absolutely, absolutely. And to piggyback off of what you just said, a common principle that I teach everyone is people try to influence you the way they want to be influenced. Interesting. So if you're in a situation where somebody, if you're even in an argument with somebody or just somebody's trying to convince you of an opinion that they have, uh, whatever that type of situation is, they're trying to convince you in some way, pay attention to how they are convincing you. What examples are they using? Are they using emotion? Are they using logic? Are they using authority, uh, you know, hearkening authority and statistics or science of some kind? Um, Are they talking about the effects of the group? Are they talking about how it affects them personally and how they are perceived? That's just a very small amount of the different ways and examples in which people will try to influence you. But most people don't pay attention to those categories, so they miss out. Everyone is giving you the playbook that they want for what it takes to convince them because that's how they're convincing you. So that's just one simple way to start paying attention to how do I influence this person? Yeah. When you when you begin to observe behavior, communication style, pace in which they're speaking, uh, body language, et cetera, Mm -hmm. posture, you know, you can begin to mirror. Right. I, I think we talked about this in the past. Right. You can begin to actually mirror some of that and in mirroring that you're actually giving like these subtle cues of uh connection or um you know mm-hmm. understanding where mm-hmm. they're coming sure. from right mm-hmm. they they begin to feel we'll talk about it a little bit later but they begin to feel heard mm-hmm. uh, even in the the unspoken context correct. of the situation correct and that that seamlessly brings us into the second step of influence and that is to connect So that brings us to our three steps, excuse me, which is observe, connect and influence. So connection is very important to be in rapport um, and to be in the in rapport for that influential moment. Don't take for granted that you're in rapport with somebody automatically just because you've been best friends with them for 30 years. Make sure you're in rapport in this moment when you're making that request or when you're having this conversation. So for everyone, whether it's a stranger, a a boss or a friend, 
keep in mind that you have not, if you have not connected with that person, you have not earned the right to influence them. If you're mm. not in rapport, you have not earned the right to influence them. Yeah. And I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to just want to push pause for a minute on that key point because, and I'm just going to drill down on it. Being in a position of authority does not equal rapport or mm. respect, right? Mm -hmm. uh, just because you show up, and, I, and that goes across the board, fire service, military, law enforcement, it goes across the board. Mm -hmm. Just because you are in a public figure, authoritative position or role does not automatically equal a level of connection and permission to influence. Correct. They, you yeah. still can get compliance. Sure. Total there different. Is a, there is a big difference between compliance from connection and rapport and compliance without. And, and there's a time and situation for both, exactly. right? I don't want to, exactly. I'm not saying, I'm Correct. not playing the, this is bad, you can't do this. No, there is, there is a time for 100% authoritative control of a situation Absolutely. And, and to gain compliance, 100%, beyond mm -hmm. a shadow of a doubt. And then you have like the 95% of the rest of our lives. Exactly. Which is really understanding and leveraging this method. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just want to frame that. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. not a, thinking, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a give it. everybody a hug and let's get connect kind of guy all the time. Exactly. If you think about it this way, compliance without rapport is a short term goal and, yeah. and has a, has a very low, small fuse. Basically, there's not mm -hmm. a long burn time with that. If you're able to get compliance with rapport, you are, it's a long term strategy. There's a relationship and you're likely to get more compliance in the future and added compliance, meaning people will probably do things for you without you even asking. Right. Um, if that rapport continues to hold strong. Yeah, totally. I just wanted to, I, I wanted to make sure that the audience knows like on a, what yep. we're, what road we're navigating down here. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so once you observe and connect truth be told, 80% of your work is done and most of the time, you might not even need those influential tactics to get you, you know, that home run that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Observation, having people feel like they're actually seen and heard and validated connection to where they feel like they're in, they're not alone and somebody understands and uh, has their best interest at heart will oftentimes lead to the result you're looking for. There's you know, tons and tons of influential techniques. And every one of your listeners is very good at a handful of them. We all have naturally uh, have come to learn, oh, if I do this, then I'll probably get this result because of either our physical stature or tone or, or you know, how we're brought up. We all have a handful that we're naturally good at, but it's just a question of how many tools do you have in your toolbox? Do you have three techniques? Because you might run dry after using those or do right. you have 50 techniques? Um, and so that's where that last step of influence comes in is do I need to just have one phrase, one structure, one framework that will bring this to the finish line for those moments when you just get tripped up a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, and I think that you know, the connection piece is, 
you know, I, I agree with you 80% in observation and connection. Mm -hmm. And I can think of my own life where just really being in those two places, like you said, gave me what I wanted mm -hmm. without having to go any further. Now, you know, you've got the capacities and you understand the techniques and you got those things, but being, you know, being influential, like by presence, mm -hmm. not by words, yes, is what falls to me in that observation and connect, that patience, that awareness, that truly looking at every aspect of what's going on, uh, yep. you know, and, and not just hearing the words that are coming at you or the screams that are coming at you. It's like, okay, what's underneath this, right? Yeah. And that's that blending of those two. It's that willingness to say, hey, what's really going on here? What's really kind of a layer underneath this? And what does this person need? What does that person need? Can I provide that? And if I can't, can't, right? Mm -hmm. But I can at least hear. And so I want to I wanna make a point here on this is to understand that that connecting with somebody right observation and connection it's not uh it's not getting an agreement with them right correct yeah yeah, point. yeah. so so that so one of the things that we talked about in our last conversation was ego suspension mm -hmm. and that is a difficult thing for a lot of people because our <laughs> egos are just running the show most of the time i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i'm sure you don't your zen nature resonates I throughout am, the world yeah totally. <laughs> so, i don't i don't even know what the word ego means like i have no clue it's whatsoever. a waffle jeff it's a right. type of i know somebody i'll have to get somebody on the show to talk about it because i don't know anything about it <laughs> so what this is, and it is, can be very difficult. So, um, especially with your listeners, um, they oftentimes are dealing with individuals that they do not agree with and truth be told, do not like these are, they deal yep. with individuals that they would not invite over for dinner. Let's just call a spade a spade. Sure. So, but you still need to influence those people. So, Cherie, how do I observe and connect with these assholes <laughs> yes. that I don't like? Straight up. Exactly. <laughs> and this is where we need to suspend our ego. What I like to envision is your ego is like a balloon and you just hold on to the string. It's, it's above you. It's not integrated as a part of you in this moment. But after you have accomplished your influential mission then you just bring down the balloon and you hold it real tight and you get your ego back mm. but you have to ask yourself is my mission more important than my ego and if your ego is more important in certain situations you just don't want to deal with somebody cool but just know you are making that choice mm. in other situations is the mission more important than your ego if it is that then you need to stay curious and not judgmental. You need to stay observant and look for opportunities and not labels and frustrations in order to create those types of connections in order to achieve your goal. And then, I mean, I've had plenty of conversations with people where I, the mission was more important. And then afterwards, once I got what I needed, I walked away, just did that like shake. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I'm so happy that's over with now. 
Um, but then again, there's been plenty of times where I'm like, nope, you're a jerk. My ego is more important than this. So peace to you. I'm moving on. Yeah, like, F off, I'm out of here. Right. Exactly. It's your choice. But just realize it's your choice. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's a tough one. Like that in and of itself is like this <laughs> set aside mastery skill, like the ability to know that your your ego kind of the stuff you bring uh not bad right not a bad thing but but sometimes needs to be set aside for you to accomplish your mission like you said for you to produce the result that you want to produce uh you know that's got to stay in the squad car that's got to stay at the office that's got to stay in the fire truck or wherever it might be right that that, that really and as a leader you know what I mean? Especially because I know you deal with leaders and leadership is leadership. I don't care if it's in the firehouse or in the squad mm -hmm. room or in the team yep. room or on the fire ground. Leadership is leadership. And the willingness to to set that ego aside as a leader and influence an outcome or or really maneuver through this place and observe and connect with your people is just it's the same deal. Mm hmm. Whether right. you really like it or not, uh, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I, I just I know, and I can, I know, I can, you know, lay out story after story after story where, where I couldn't, where I didn't have that insight or that awareness or that understanding to see that it was my ego that was running the conversation or the situation, uh, and Correct. if I, yeah, if I'd set aside. I, we would have had a total different result. Right, exactly. So here's here's the uh, hopefully a framework that will help everyone just to bring this to a little bit more tactical yeah. speech. Yeah, totally. Um, because ego is can be, I mean, you know, there's books and books on this spiritual kind of mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, conversation. So the language, when it comes to influence, the language of your ego is judgment. So if you find yourself judging the other person, putting labels on them, thinking things like, oh, gosh, I can't believe whatever. That is your ego talking. The language of your ego is judgment. The language of influence is curiosity. You cannot be judgmental and curious at the same time. It is impossible. Uh, so stay <laughs> curious, ask questions, and now you're in an influential conversation. Stay judgmental and and judge the person then you're at a stalemate yeah i that that's i love that right because yeah. i'm a big understanding of you know two things can't occupy the same space at the same time mm -hmm. and unfortunately you know our worlds come and are heavily rooted in judgment and i mean that's across the board human culture, ours and our exposure to things, right? Our persistent exposure to the things we see and the things we do um, adds to that level of judgment we create on a, on a regular basis. And I, a curiosity is a huge word for me. I love it. I teach it. I, it's a, it's a, such a critical part of it. So yeah, I, you know, that's, that's where I want to, I'm going to push pause on the conversation for today. I mean, that's our 30 minute Monday, right? Those Ooh, are observe, right. observe and connect and, you know, and then look for the opportunity to influence, but learn to create that. So listen, this is what I'd like to do. If you're willing to stick around, I'd like to go 
uh, into the deep dive like we talked about. I want to want to talk a little bit more about the steps of influence and the, the methods that are there uh, and what we can do there. And then uh, I want to dive into some of the other aspects that you've got, some of the other kind of good secret sauce that you've got here on Wednesday. Uh, so if you'll stick around, I'd love it. Will you will you join us for another another little deep dive episode here? Let's do it. Okay, awesome. All right. So that's your Monday morning episode here on Mindset Radio. I am with Sheree Alexander. She is the master of influence. Uh, make sure you check out all the show notes because they'll be up uh, and all the techniques will be up online for you to uh, read, digest and apply in your life. So we'll look forward to talking to you on Wednesday.